Welcome to the third installment of KALA This Week. I'm your host, Bailey Winfrey. This week, we will hear a fantastic story from Anna. Sierra is back with another fantastic recipe for you all, and Ryan is back with all things SAU Sporting. Let's jump into Sierra's dessert recipe. Hello listeners, thank you for being a part of CC's Stress-Free Recipes. This week on KALA, I'm going to teach you how to make carrot cake Twinkies because the fall season has just begun. Now surprisingly, this recipe already exists and I thought I made it up, I thought it was original. But I will be sharing with you an inspired recipe by Susie Durigan at Just Crumbs. According to Bakerpedia, Carrot cake is thought to have originated in England, where housewives used sweet products like carrots to naturally sweeten their confections during World War II, when sugar was being rationed. Carrots not only add sweetness to cake batter, but also moisture. For this reason, I understand why people would substitute sugar with carrots, especially in their confections. To start, you will need a Twinkie pan found at a specialty bakery supply store. Or you can also bake them into squares and trim the edges if it is easier for you. Now start by buying a large bag of carrots and scrub them clean. You don't need to peel them at all. Remove the tops and grate in a food processor. Then freeze in two cup measures. Other than your carrots, you will need two cups flour, two teaspoons baking powder, two teaspoons cinnamon, one and a half teaspoon baking soda, one teaspoon salt, one and three quarters cup sugar, one and one fourth cup oil, four eggs, two cups grated carrots, and one cup crushed pineapple that are drained. Pineapple also adds a lot of moisture to the carrot cake. Once you have bought in all of these ingredients, preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. If you have a Twinkie pan, spray it with vegetable spray. If you don't, that's alright. Spray a 9 by 13 inch pan with cooking spray or line it with parchment paper. In a bowl, mix all the dry ingredients together. This includes the flour all the way to the salt. In another bowl, beat sugar and oil, then add your eggs and beat until very light. Add dry ingredients and stir. Fold in carrots and pineapple last. Now pour in your prepared pan and bake at 350 for 40 to 50 minutes for a 9 by 13 inch pan or 20 to 25 minutes for a Twinkie pan. Now let them cool and cut into 12 squares or you can use a Twinkie mold to make the Twinkies and remove from the pan and cool. For the icing you will need 8 ounces of cream cheese, 1 fourth cup butter, 1 teaspoon of vanilla and 3 cups icing sugar. Combine all of these ingredients and beat until smooth. Cut each cake square horizontally and fill with frosting, or pipe the frosting into the bottom of the Twinkie mold. Replace with the top cake and wrap individually. Freeze them and take them out one at a time for a fresh carrot cake at any time of the day. Thank you so much for listening to CC's Stress-Free Recipes here on KALA. Hello KALA listeners, this is Anna Berry with KALA This Week. Today I'm joined by one of my very good friends, Kennedy Kirby. 
Kennedy, why don't you start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? What's up, guys? Um, so Anna, for some reason, just called me Kennedy, but usually everybody calls me Kirby because my last name is Kirby. So yeah, she's going to call me Kirby for the rest of this, this interview because it's weird when people call me Kennedy now. But I am a freshman here at St. Ambrose. My major is behavioral neuropsychology, and I'm on the pre-med track. I'm a student athlete. I play soccer. Um, I'm a goalkeeper. And then I'm from Mesa, Arizona. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I guess to formally introduce myself, um, like I said before, my name is Anna. I'm also a freshman at Ambrose, but I'm a nursing major. I am a defender on the women's soccer team, and I'm from Iowa City, Iowa. Uh, So clearly what we have in common is soccer. (laughs) So today I was thinking maybe we could talk about what it's like being a student athlete here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. Um, It's crazy to think, but we are nearing the end of our second month of being on campus. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I think the past two months have been some of the busiest, some of the craziest. It's been the most fun and it's been so filled with learning. So yeah, It feels like it's been a few weeks, not even two months. And it it feels like I've been here for a really long time, but also like no time at all, you know? So definitely. Which means it's been good. That's good. <laughs> so I was thinking, let's first think back to when we first moved on campus. So it's the beginning of August. Um, it's two weeks before classes begin, and we're gearing up to start two weeks of intense soccer workouts and training. Uh, what's going through your mind at this time? All right. So my dad and I drove out here from Arizona, which was, we drove for two days straight. Um, we stopped somewhere in the middle of Cam- Kansas. It was weird. It was so random. Yeah, so, I don't know. My parents both dropped me off, and we moved all my stuff in together. And then when they left, it was just like, I thought I was going to be super lonely and stuff. But then, like, the next day, I met all the soccer girls, and preseason started. And I was like, you know, I can tell, like, some of these girls are going to be my best friends for the next four years. And obviously, like, Anna and I are besties now. <laughs> But yeah, like I had just heard like months before that like preseason was a grind and it really was like we would wake up and like have to go to soccer, run our fitness tests and um, then we would go eat and then take a little nappy nap or do some team bonding. And then we literally went and played soccer again and then ate, went to sleep, did it again the next day. Like it was just eat, sleep, play soccer, repeat like pretty much for two weeks straight that was our schedule like our coach just constantly says it's a grind it's a grind John Mannell we're talking about you you know he just he's British so that's what he sounds like but yeah um it was fun though because like we didn't have classes or anything and we just like got to get to know each other and like our teammates and our freshman class was actually like super close which was super like cool and like we all have each other and we all keep each other accountable which is nice um but yeah, the first like few weeks we would go to like Whitey's and we go like we have two British girls that are freshmen on our team and they're from England obviously, but they've never had Chipotle before. So we like would take trips to take them to Chipotle because they never tried it. And we like took them to Target and Walmart because they'd never had that like been there before and it was funny. Definitely. I mean, preseason was the time for us to really get to know one another and really form those relationships. Yeah. You know, we were having that intense soccer schedule, but we had each other. And I think that's, looking back on it, that's probably the best thing that could have happened for me at least. And I can probably say the same for you. So, you know, after preseason concluded, it was then the start of school. So schools, school and classes started on August 22nd. And then we were faced with our next big challenge. So 
on top of all these soccer workouts, we were now going to have a full class schedule filled with homework, exams, quizzes, going to study groups, everything. So how did you prepare for that change? First of all, I have two different planners. And so one of them's like monthly, the other one's weekly. So I like started by like if my teacher if my professors had like assignments written out already on the thing I would write them on my schedule like what days they were due um and I would write in like all my soccer practices and everything on all of my planners and then I also have like a whiteboard thing and then I definitely used the like advice of the upperclassmen that were on our team because like they definitely were like really good with making sure that they gave us advice on like how to like manage our time and stuff and like Talking with, like, Coach John and Smo, like, our coaches, it definitely helped. And, like, like even just talking to the other freshmen about, like, what they're doing and, like, what helps them and how they're feeling, it's, like, it was nice so that, like, we didn't feel alone in, like, the overwhelming amount of stuff that we're about to have coming our way. Yeah, so definitely. it was really nice not to feel alone in that point of time I definitely agree I think it was also nice to you know we kind of compared how everyone organizes themselves so you're very much planner organized and Mm -hmm. writing it all out some people are very much like writing all their assignments out on an excel sheet and you know having it looking at it at a full semester worth where like me I like the sticky notes but definitely you know we talked with our upperclassmen at least every day whether it was about getting advice from about like school or getting advice about like relationships and making friends or how it is to be on the soccer team like we definitely used our upperclassmen to you know guide us those first two weeks and then leading into that transition period of you know we were just athletes and now we're student athletes yeah and we like especially even we didn't even talk to them about like student athletes sometimes like it's just nice to have someone older that's like been in your shoes that you can just talk to like about life or just like have a good conversation with yeah just have a friend that's yeah so so like I said previously we're nearing the two months here on campus we both can't believe it (laughs) what did what would you say has been the hardest part so far um well my birthday was at the beginning of the month so like it was pretty hard being away from home because like usually I'm with my family um so that was hard but also like I mean, like, everyone gets homesick at college. Like, even if you're from, like, Bettendorf or, like, from around here, you're still going to get homesick because you're living away from home. Uh, Apart from that, I've definitely had a hard time, like, managing everything because, like, honestly, I'm not, like, going to come on here and be one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, everything's perfect. Like, I'm so good at, like, managing my time and, like, making sure everything gets done and this and that. Like, it is hard, like, being a student athlete and making sure you do everything that you need to do. And so that's time management has definitely been, like, one of the things I've struggled with but like one thing I really love is that like we have resources here like there's literally a thing in the tutoring center where you can go and get like time management skills like tutoring and they like help you figure that out and stuff like that definitely it's really cool yeah I definitely think the juggling the school work and like the practice and game schedule is definitely so hard especially because you want to perform well in both you want to perform well in the classroom you want to perform well on the field in front of your coach and for your teammates so it's you know you you are really are just in a lot of places at once you feel like but you know it is hard but I think think we've also been creative in finding ways to balance that you know going back to what we know works for us for being organized and finding those new habits that are good to be building on um to be successful and yes there's all these hard parts but I'm sure there's a plethora of good things happening so what's been your favorite part of the past two months um honestly like I love the fact that like I never feel lonely here because I always 
like whenever I'm walking around campus, I always see people that I know. And like, I always, in case I ever need someone, I always like will have someone to reach out to. Like there's never gonna be a time where I won't have like good friends. Like people here are just so kind and like being so far away from home, not having family around, like it's really nice to like know that like I can reach out to like Anna or some of the other soccer girls or people from my classes, like, or just girls that live in my like dorm hall. Like it's really cool to just be able to like have those connections and have people around me that I can trust and talk to and stuff when I need it. Definitely, I, I 100% agree with you. I think throughout the chaos of it all, being a student athlete, having those good relationships, having those good friendships, having those people you can reach out to with anything. Like it's so nice knowing that we have that here at St. Ambrose. And I think that's something that I'm just so grateful for because it is, like you said, it's so nice knowing you have that person that you know you can yeah. reach out to. Um, anything else you'd like to say about being a student athlete here on <laughs> the campus of St. Ambrose? I don't know. But keep it real out there, guys. You know, like, even if you're not a student athlete, like, life gets hard for everyone, I feel like. So, in my opinion, you just got to take every day and, like, try your best, okay? Try your best. And that's all that we can ask for, honestly. That's all I ask of myself, and that's all I ask of my friends and those around me. (laughs) Thanks for having me today, Thank you so much, Kirby, for joining me today. And thank you, all the listeners, for listening to KALA this week. I hope you enjoyed getting an insight into what it looks like being a student athlete here on the campus of St. Ambrose. Once again, it's Anna Berry, and I'm signing off. Welcome into the sports segment of KALA This Week. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today, I will be discussing men's soccer, women's soccer, women's volleyball, and then football that is all happening currently around St. Ambrose University. So, starting off with men's soccer, the Bees have improved their record from one win, five losses, and one draw to three wins, five losses, and one draw overall and then have increased their conference record from no wins, two losses, and a draw to 2-2-1. Two, two, Most recently, the Bees knocked off a 5-2 win at Calumet in East Chicago, and then the Bees beat Trinity Christian and Payless Heights 1-0 on Tuesday. In that 1-0 game, a very close game between the Bees and the Trolls, the Only goal was scored by Aiden Bagley in the 10th minute of the game. It was unassisted, and it is Bagley's second goal of the season. So that early goal was enough to give the Bees a win. Zach Bauer was in goal for the Bees. He had three shots on goal against him, and he saved all three in his 90 minutes of play. For Trinity International, there was one shot on goal against them and the one goal allowed. Yellow cards were awarded to three players in this game, two to the Bees and one to the Trolls. A yellow card was given to Joe Casebolt in the 80th minute and then to Jorn Reck in the 84th minute. Those were two against the Bees and then there was one yellow card given to the Trolls. When it comes to shots, the Bees took four shots, two in the first half, two in the second, whereas Trinity Christian took four shots in the first half and 8 in the second for a total of 12. So, coming up for the men's soccer team here at St. Ambrose, they have a two-game homestand 
First, it is on October 1st, so tomorrow at 1 o'clock p.m. against Holy Cross here at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex, followed up by a game the following Saturday, October 8th, against St. Francis of Illinois here again at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex before the Bees hit the road and go to Crown Point to take on Indiana Northwest where they will hopefully win that game and then return home to play Judson. I will have more on those games as the weeks go by. Next, it is women's soccer, and the women's soccer team is in quite a doozy, actually, as I am talking about them. The Bees are currently knotted up at zero apiece with Trinity Christian. There are about 24 minutes left to play in that game, so... Looking like it could be a draw between the two teams with how close that game has been. However, if the Bees do get the win, that will extend their winning streak to three games in a row. Most recently, the Bees beat St. Xavier here at home on September 17th, which I talked about a little bit in last week's episode, and then on September 20th, so the past Tuesday, against Roosevelt. Those games ended in a score of three goals to one in favor of the Bees against St. Xavier, and then six goals to one in favor of the Bees against Roosevelt. The upcoming schedule for the Bees looks the exact same as the men's team. On the first, so tomorrow, the Bees will take on Holy Cross, followed up by St. Francis on the following Saturday. The game against Holy Cross will kick off at 3.30 for the women's team. So, now that we have discussed... Soccer for both the men's and women's teams. Let's take a look at the women's volleyball team who comes in with an overall record of 12 and 4 or 5 and 1 in conference play. Most recently, the Bees had a nail biter against Judson this past Tuesday, the 27th, where the Bees won that match three games to one. The widest margin when it came to total came in the first game where the Bees won 25 to 17 over the Eagles. However, the Eagles take the second game of the match, 26-24. The Bees then took the third and fourth games by a score of 25-23, and then 27-25 to make it that three games to one finale. Judson drops to 7-10 overall and and 2-5 in conference play. And then, like I said, the Bees move to 12-4 or 5-1 in conference play. So, Three out of those four games are extremely close, just decided by two points. Obviously, in volleyball, it's a win-by-two rule. So, all those games definitely went down to the wire, and luckily, the Bees were able to pull out with the win. Coming up in the women's volleyball schedule, the Bees play at home tomorrow, October 1st, at 11 o'clock a.m. against Cardinal Stritch, and then they play again at home at 2 o'clock p.m., against Iowa Wesleyan. Both of those games will be played at the Lee Loman Arena, and I can promise you that you do not want to miss many of these women's volleyball games because the team is just so energetic, and they definitely have a good chance at making a deep run in the conference tournament when that comes around. After these next two games that are being played tomorrow, the Bees hit the road to take on St. Xavier at the Shannon Center in Chicago, Illinois. That match will be played at 7 o'clock p.m. And like I said, it is at St. Xavier on October 4th, so next Tuesday. 
And now the final sport we have to talk about on this week's segment of KALA this week would be football, where the football team gets set to play their fourth game in week five of the NAIA schedule against Trinity International at Leslie Frazier Field in Deerfield, Illinois. Coming to this game, the Bees are 0-3, coming off losses to Waldorf, Concordia, and most recently Lawrence Tech, 36-30, in homecoming. That game was played back on September 17th. Trinity International comes in with a record of 0-4, so not doing much better. They have lost to Hastings, Quincy, Taylor, and Indiana Wesleyan. And to me, this is a game that the Bees absolutely have to win. Obviously, both teams looking to get their first win of the season, but when looking at Trinity's schedule in their past games, all games have been blowouts. They've lost 28 to nothing, 53 to 14, 41 to 19, and then most recently 63 to 6. So, obviously, although the Bees haven't looked great so far this year, Trinity International doesn't look much better. If anything, some could even say that they look worse. So, the Bees have to take advantage and capitalize. And it's Trinity International's homecoming game. It is their whiteout game. So, they're going to be all juiced up. I'm sure that the stands will be rocking tomorrow. And so, if the Bees can come in and really crush homecoming like Lawrence Tech did for the Bees... I think it's going to be a big momentum boost, seeing especially as this is the first in-conference game that the Bees play. After this week, the Bees will come home to play Judson on October 8th, and then they will stay at home on the 15th of October to play Olivet Nazarene. Both of those games will be at Brady Street. Both of those games kick off at 1 o'clock p.m. And the Trinity International game, I should say, also kicks off at 1 p.m. I will be in Deerfield on the call for that game tomorrow. That is all the time we have for this week's edition of KALA This Week Sports. I'm Ryan Schistel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go Bees, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the third installment of KALA This Week. All content was written and recorded by Anna Berry, Sierra Mari, Ryan Schistel, and Bailey Winfrey. A huge thank you to our executive producer, Dave Baker. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next Friday at 4 p.m.